Hey, hi, welcome to the pod. My name is Austin Todd, and I am joined here by my my buddy who hates being called buddy, Michael Buddy Hudson. Actually, I I don't really mind it. Not really? Bad. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And his life partner, uh, Anna Claire Hudson. Uh, it's just Ace, man. I'm I'm incognito on this podcast. <laughs> no one's gonna guess who I am. You're incognito past this very moment because guess what? That one's staying in. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> we can uh, we can bleep it if you really want. Yeah, just just a, a long, just write your very first intro on this whole thing. It's just getting a nice dude right over it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we call the this listeners? Thing, will though? figure it out. Yeah. No. Eventually. I something that I thought about calling this. Uh, we so you guys were you had someone. One of you said save it for the pod. Yeah. I, I I enjoy that. I was thinking about what kind of just like horrid bad energy uh, that we all three emit, and it's this idea of doing something in spite of the others. And so I just thought of just like the idea of you're not welcome, or you're unwelcome. Ooh, I like that. I do like save it for the pod because I think that we've said that collectively approximately 15 times in the past three days yeah but i also i think you're unwelcome also does encompass pretty well yeah i think it'll be one of those things that just kind of ends up coming up naturally at some point like save it for the pod because at the same time we're coming up with these and we we cannot even commit to anything on this because we simply don't know if there's something else out there that we <laughs> we there any of our ideas could just already be wildly successful podcasts. I think right now it's our. I think right now it's got to be save it for the pod because I think that that's catchy and I feel caught by it. So, um, yeah. I mean, on that case, I think personally, I I think that Charlie Day has some mad Luigi energy, and I'm about okay. It. I don't know who that is. He's the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Michael, did you tell me about loud. this guy already? No. No, no, I think no. I just kind of assumed that you knew who Charlie Day was. Well, I guess I guess here's one topic shot down. Well, Charlie Day, horrible bosses, short loud guy. It's always hey. sunny in Philadelphia, short loud guy. Pacific Rim, short guy, not as loud in that movie. Lego I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. Short loud guy. Let me really it real quick. Oh, well, I guess they're all the same height. Charlie Day. Oh yeah, good point. They're all Lego people, so. <laughs> Oh, that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, he's going to be Luigi. Oh, good shit. So, like, I, the, I, I have to know if Keegan-Michael Key went into, that, into, the, uh, into the booth with major toad energy. I feel like he absolutely... I feel like they asked him to be in the movie. I, realistically, I think this was a movie where they decided who, who they wanted to be in the movie... And then they asked those people what characters they wanted to play and made the plot from Then there. how in the hell did Chris Pratt um, get the part of Mario? Because I feel like they said, we want Chris Pratt in this movie. Who do you want to be? And he was like, nah, I don't know, fucking uh, Didn't, Mario. Did he, was that a fake quote or did he actually say that he's not going to be Italian? He's going to be normal. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, is, is that, that a, a quote somewhere? A did quote? you guys not see that all over Twitter? No. No. Oh, everywhere on Twitter for like four days, it was like quoted from Chris Pratt. Mario won't be Italian in this movie. He's normal now. And I really don't know oh if it was real or fake. I decided not to look it up because the world where it's real makes a lot more sense to me than the world where it's not. Well, I think none of it makes sense. Yeah, no. The, the mere premise of them doing this is a terrible decision and I can't wait to watch it. Just you think the Charles Martinet's mad? Though, for real. I don't know because they can't. Is He's this... in the movie. Yeah, no, this is an animated movie, right? Yes. Like it, they haven't shown us whether or not it is or isn't. No, it's going to be animated. It has okay. to be animated, right? I feel like it. I feel like it's going to be animated, and I feel like I knew that it was going to be animated. Okay, I'll trust that be wrong, because you but... knew about the whole Chris Pratt saying Mario ain't no Italian. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. I, so I think I more so like the idea of Chris Pratt saying that there's a juxtaposition and the two options are Italian, Italian and normal or normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The internet went from loving Chris Pratt back in like Parks and Rec to now loathing Chris well, Pratt. Well, that's because he, like, goes to a homophobic church and has... I, what else did he do? He, Honestly, like, didn't I didn't post. know that. I think that he... It, so, yeah. 
He goes to a homophobic church. And I think he didn't post anything about Chadwick Boseman's death. I think he's a Republican. I think that that's what we know about him. And so that's why the internet collectively um, decided they didn't like Chris Pratt. Yeah, but I feel like there was, I feel like there were a few more things too, but I think it was the like probable Republican and homophobic church thing that really did him in. That's definitely more than enough for Reddit to latch onto and just like literally make an absolute nuclear bomb out of Chris Pratt or really anyone. But I, I still don't understand how he's going to be our Wahoo Mario. Yeah, everybody You else, think he says Wahoo? Oh, he has to say Wahoo. He better say Wahoo. I feel like he everybody else on this casting list, though, got to pick their role. I will watch anything that Anya Taylor-Joy does, so... Except True. for Charles Martinet, actually. I feel like he didn't get to pick his role. <laughs> Yeah, good old, the voice of Mario since day numero uno probably did not get much of a choice in that one. But, okay, if he's the voice of Mario, do we think that this movie is going, everyone's doing the multiverse now, right? It's the thing that you either love or you hate. Do you think that we're getting a Mario multiverse where Chris Pratt is some sort of weird alternative Mario and then at the end they meet Italian Mario, a.k.a. Mario 1. You say no. Do you want that? I I feel like yes. I feel like I don't want this movie. It's gotta be. How how else is... Okay, well, I was gonna say how else is Jack Black Bowser. That might be the second or third most understandable casting on this list. Yeah. That's very true. Seth Rogen as DK is an insane vibe that I'm very excited for. I'm so unbelievably happy. I want the Rogen Kong so bad. Do you think Nintendo has the balls to give DK a, a, a blunt, even in the background, just for a second? Uh, I doubt it. Just give him, just give him a J. Let him roll around in some bananas. Let it be a Seth Rogen joke with his horrible bad laugh that we all know and love. Now, I bet I bet there's some weed jokes. I, I yeah. do want to bet that. I don't think they'll give him I don't think they'll give him a blunt. Oh. <laughs> and because as Nintendo, they have to make it incredible everything incredibly obvious, like an anime when someone feels an emotion and there's like this if they're angry, you know it because there's all but a storm occurring over their head. Um, so in Nintendo, it would just be something that looks vaguely like a cigarette, but on the side of it, it would say weed. (laughs) It would say spliffs are us on the side. (laughs) This is marijuana kids. (laughs) It would give like an entire surgeon general warning about how it is weed, but they don't condone it. But they knew that if they didn't put it in with Seth Rogen's character, everyone would be mad. So they did it, but they don't agree with it. It would say all of that on the joint. <laughs> on the joint itself. Yep. Yeah, so they'll, they'll definitely do that idea exactly for sure. 100% that one. Yep. Yep. I'm, I really am confused as to what the premise of this movie is supposed to be. I feel like it's got to be the Mario-verse. I mean, Sebastian Manisigalco is is Spike. I can't tell you a single thing that Spike's ever done or sounded like. Oh, he, I don't think he's been in anything before. I mean, he's been in, in the Mario games. <laughs> he's brand new. <laughs> Do we think that the multiverse is going to be the new, like, dystopian society? As in, like, there's going to be, like, 45 multiverse movies made, and we're going to have the same collective exhaustion about multiverse movies as we had about dystopian society movies in, like, yeah, 2012? I don't... I don't feel like there's been that many multiverse movies yet, though. But like there, but if if this Mario movie is going to be a multiverse movie, then I think that that's the start to the to the roll down the hill of too many multiverse movies. Is the Lego Movie a multiverse movie? I mean, it's got to be. I feel like it's got to be like, under yeah. there somewhere. So okay, who was the first one to do the multiverse movie in recent history? I was gonna say. Marvel's been setting it up for some time, obviously. Was it mm-hmm. the Lego movie? I have a confession to make, guys. I have not seen the Lego movies. None of them. Zero. All right, so, well. 
movie marathon coming up. The Lego movies are amazing, and they are all worth seeing. I've heard really good seeing. things. I just never went around. I never got around to seeing them. It, I never saw the Lego movie too. I had some Batman fatigue when the first one came out. So Lego Movie One was very good, and I heard Lego Batman was pretty incredible. Lego Batman ripped ass. It just I loved it all over you. <laughs> yeah. It was just one long shart. Um, I'm gonna to answer your question. Who did the multiverse first in recent history? I feel like I'm gonna say Cloud Atlas. Who in the hell did Cloud Atlas? I don't even like recognize that as a project. I think that Cloud Atlas is one of those movies that men talk about to seem intelligent, if I'm being honest. I know literally nothing about it. Like, I've seen it, and I don't even think I remember it. It's, it has a name that feels like it would incite that exact sort of reaction to me <laughs> it was it's very long and i haven't seen it but i'll tell you at least one of my exes has huge <laughs> which I one is it talked about i don't it. know i don't know but i'm sure he talked about it <laughs> um, quite a bit it so main characters are tom hanks halle berry and hugo weaving oh interesting what i love hugo weaving yeah oh <sighs> Along Boy, with Smith, uh, Ben Wishaw. I was going to go with Elrond, but you know. And Hugh Grant and Keith David. Hugh Grant Keith. has done. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Shout he at? Out Keith. <laughs> Shout out Keith. Shout out the homie Keith. <laughs> what is Hugh Grant? Literally, like, in my mind, Hugh Grant has only done really sappy, like, Hallmark love stories and then the movie The Gentleman where he just said the C word 50,000 times. <laughs> to be fair, looking at his IMDb page, it's basically that. It's just the C word. Well, ooh, okay. <laughs> just over and over again. Yeah. He did do The Man from Uncle, which is incredible. The, the Man from Uncle? Yeah, I promise I'm not that much of an art film guy. But you guys, the movies that are coming up make it really seem like I am. Uh, the Man from Uncle is like a Cold War what espionage joke, movie. Right? Ooh, Cold War Munkle. Um, but it's it's it was made in 2015, so it's not actually from the Cold War. It's just like about it. Like interesting. Yeah, and it, I think it was originally a TV show from the the Cold War from from the 70s. Um, okay, now this is a test as to how well you know me. Based on all the things that you just said, given your information, would I like this? I already have an answer. Yes, absolutely. Really? I was going to say I, I. it sounds like something I would hate. The main character is Henry Cavill. <sighs> Henry Cavill? See, now I hadn't gotten that bit of information yet. And now listen, I'm intrigued. We all are. If you're mm -hmm. not intrigued when Henry Cavill's like right up in the grid of it, I don't but see. Think there was no intrigue about Henry Cavill until The Witcher. I disagree. And now all I have is intrigue for Henry Cavill. This is wait. You're saying you personally had no intrigue for Henry Cavill until The Witcher? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you were projecting that onto the world because I was. Gonna I say, am I, actually. I, I but do think you might be wrong there. I don't know. I every woman I've talked to with with any sense. Feels the same way. Uh, okay. I just well, know that so I remember a couple of subjective modifiers in there. <laughs> I I actually couldn't understand you, Michael. Can you say that again? <laughs> I said, well, there were a couple of subjective modifiers in there. <laughs> Anyone I'm friends with. <laughs> it, that has some sense. Whenever I saw Man of Steel in theaters, whenever I was leaving, there were definitely some ovaries throbbing. I felt it. I got to say, never saw Man of Steel, so... It's <laughs> as not the first, great. Hey, the first Henry Cavill project I saw was The Witcher, and it's the only one I've cared about, and i die on that hill. You should actually just watch more things that Henry Cavill's in. He's a very good actor. I know, but does he have the scars and the long gray hair? I mean, no. No, he doesn't. Um, Was it... Oh, my God. Who was it? I think it was Lindsay that I said this to the other day. I was talking about Henry Cavill as The Witcher. And I said something along the lines of the gray hair, the scars, 
his rotten attitude just does it for me. She goes, you've just described every man over 80. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, when you said it's the scars and the gray hair, the very first thing I thought of was so like war vets right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) Your your thing is my dead great grandpa. (laughs) Oh my God. So, you know what? Speaking of what your thing is, I, I really feel like we need to transition that right now into a topic that I have to both talk about because it's insane and I need a little bit of information on. We yeah. got we got to open up a bottle of hot goss. Should we, we gotta... re-intro the podcast just in case this is where we need to actually start? No. This... Oh, well, <laughs> Everything okay. else goes in and it's it's everybody else's fault for listening. How about that? Who is everybody else? All of the we one need a or two premise, people. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Literally. Our trillions of unique listeners. <laughs> trillions. All 20 billion people. <laughs> I choked in the middle of saying that because it was so bad. Anyway, where were we? Okay. We have to talk about our most wild or un- most unwelcome sexual awakening. Now, I will totally go first to intro into this if that would sort of loosen the air. Because I have prepared mine. <laughs> I actually talked about mine the other day, so I'm prepared with mine as well. I am you want to go first? And it's, and it's not it's not the one that you're thinking. That's all the better. <laughs> uh, let's let Michael pick. Michael, okay, yeah. let's let oh, Michael no, pick. I'm, he I'm goes first. I'm actually unprepared, so I, I do actually need one of you two to go first. It's because I was his sexual awakening. <laughs> I love the compliments. <laughs> Michael, Michael saw my shitty red hair walk into youth group, and he said, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's for me. That's all I need. I'm going to marry okay. that. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Well, Michael, pick me or Anna Claire as to who should go first here. Oh, it's absolutely going to be you. Okay. His first love. <laughs> Don't you ever fucking forget it. Now, if there are multiple sexual awakenings, we're talking about the the most unwelcomed one here. I yeah, feel no. like, I, so I'm going to talk about my first, and then I'm going to talk about my most recent, and I think that that'll kind of cover our bases. Incredible. I'll take that. Uh, We're two coming up one. on our first anniversary, so, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll hey, see nine hey, days. Most recent sexual awakening was. <laughs> Let me tell you who it wasn't. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, okay, so mine, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm I'm so struggling with this because uh, I know the moment I say the movie, you're both going to be like, What? Could it possibly okay, can I be? can I give a guess? I I promise. Okay, here's my guess. On my life, you will never guess the movie. My guess is the Great Mouse Detective. Ah, see, mine was gonna be the little toaster that could. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those are both incredible guesses. <laughs> okay, you may continue. I'm not saying they're incredible guesses by they're super close. I just mean but like the little you- toaster that could. So we got to know. So the premise that Michael or my, not Michael Austin. So my, Austin let us know that it is a neither gay nor straight um, sexual awakening. <laughs> so Michael's guess of toaster is yeah. in fact perfect. Yeah. So that, what now- movie was it? And why was the character Littlefoot? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I want to fuck a dinosaur. Let's get it. <laughs> I will say about the whole uh, toaster movie. <laughs> I will say that uh, I watched that movie for the first and only time at a youth group get together at one of our friends' old churches. Like when we were super young. And that was the first time a girl ever put her head on my shoulder. And I, I, I so in a way, that movie was kind of a sexual awakening because I was like, this is so sweet and kind. I didn't anticipate you'd have any kind of story about the little toaster that could. I didn't either, my dude. It's the brave little toaster, Michael, not the little toaster that could. Listen, he could do it. And listen, he could. <laughs> He's brave enough. He can we know this. Too. <laughs> so the movie is, drum roll, 
Pokemon Forever. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> Is that, is that the one with so Jiratia? so mine won't be the only one that includes Celebi. bestiality <laughs> no 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 the Wait, whole it's not hold on one okay okay Celebi Celebi it's, no 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 it's the one with Celebi in it Celebi was not the single awakening <laughs> I guess Celebi is genderless okay Listen, when I said that it's not straight nor gay, I, that is half true and half false. <laughs> I, I feel like Celebi absolutely presents mostly as female. If you check, no, no. Celebi's genderless. I, it was I not mean, if Celebi. you check the stats, not like if you check. But <laughs> <laughs> not, not if you perform checked. an evaluation. <laughs> <sighs> No, it was not Celebi. Okay, it was not Celebi. I was just a cl- like letting you know that it was the it was the Celebi movie. Got it. It was so the, you weren't. It was that you one. You think I don't know my Pokemon movies? No, no, but not far from it. Let's start there. So, the I remember watching. I don't remember what year this came out. I should have looked that up. But, um, I remember watching this. I remember being like definitely super young and there it, the the simple like premise for it and i could be wrong i've literally haven't seen it then like since then i almost watched it this week to to that i could have like the most thorough explanation this of this but i thought it'd be 2002 it's been yeah. a while oh it's been a also, long while it, for for our audience if you didn't know it's spelled pokemon forever like like the letter four ever. The letter four? Ooh, yeah, the that's letter powerful. four. That's very powerful. <laughs> no wonder you were awakened. It also has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Let's go. 16% of All 16% of that was awesome. <laughs> So for me, basically, the, 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 the TLDR, and I'll answer questions where necessary. <laughs> the TLDR is that it is Latias. Oh my god. <laughs> now, let me explain. Bro, Latias is canonically a child, you freak. I was a child. <laughs> this was 2002. This was 19 years ago. Literally. That's some so, quick math, my guy. That was quicker than mine. Here's the thing. You got to be ready to defend your attraction to Latias at any point in time. <laughs> you, you seriously, you said the most unwelcome. And the first, the first thing that came to my head was like, ah, oh, shit, Latias. How? And because it's not the Pokemon. There is there. I don't remember how it's done in the movie. Like what the, like the plot reasoning is, but lot, there's this girl that's like with the, with the party. She's like with Ash and, company i honestly don't remember if, it, if it's misty and brock or other people i actually know i think it still is misty and brock at this point so this other girl is with them and she has like red hair and she's kind of following them. she's quiet and mysterious and ash is kind of crushing on her and so it's and a she's red like, hair thing i i see you no probably not probably not um but it's the red hair thing is a is a nod to the fact that Latias was the red of Latios and Latias. And so it was kind of like this thing where um, you start to figure out as the movie goes on that like whenever Latias is around, that girl isn't. And uh, then as the movie kind of goes on, like Latias is kind of interacting with Ash and kind of like a, like sticks by Ash and all these kind of things like that. And, you know, so that's like, ah, whatever, cool. But it's, the the girl whose name is Bianca, she is like crushing on Ash really hard. He's crushing on her. And at the end of the movie, they kiss, and as she's walking away, it's kind of made clear that she is Latias in a human form. <laughs> and so before I knew that I was crushing on a Pokemon, <laughs> I thought I was crushing on Bianca, <laughs> and I wasn't. And so that was part of the awakening. <laughs> was what is happening in in my bod and is, in my mind is the awakening the name of this podcast <laughs> i think it's the name of this episode for sure so yeah uh I, my most unwelcome uh sexual awakening was, was accidentally that also your, was that actually was that also your first i don't remember something before that being like you have no memories I so vividly remember my first. 
I uh, that anything before that is null. <laughs> I remember exist. I remember being so young that I don't even know if I could fully call it a sexual awakening. I think now it's funny to look back at that and call it that. I think in the moment it was just one of those things where like as a kid you see like a kiss on like a like a like a TV show or a movie and it's that like fulfillment that like you just like so are like so excited for at the end of a movie when 100%. there's like a character that you're crushing on actually kisses the main character or something. That's exactly like, how mine happened. Yeah, that's it, it was basically that feeling of me as a kid like, let's go, let's go, Ash. I wish I was you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what's yours? So with mine, my very first one um, was closely followed by my second one, and they're related. Um, not to each other, but like the, the concepts. So <laughs> Two and my, one. Two and one a little bit. So the very first time I ever watched The Jungle Book. Um, <laughs> I, understandable already. The like the thirst I had for Mowgli specifically at the point where he at the end of the movie is like looking on and like sees the girl and the girl like makes eye contact with him and he makes eye, eye contact with her and there's like a little something that goes on. Like the spark that I felt between them, I think, is what ultimately like did me in and caused me to like feel something as a like five year old. So I think it was just I, Mowgli looking back looks like Dora the Explorer not not something oh. I'm into but um I think that it was the fulfillment of like this romantic attraction between these two characters that made me be like oh my gosh I'm I'm interested in this and later on um totally different type um when I first watched the like the movie version of the Little Rascals <laughs> um <laughs> let me see when this was released um and I remember a very, I've, uh, this was, this came out in 1994. So before I was born. Yeah. That was um, the year I was born. Yeah. I was about to say, so, geez, I was born in 1996 year. I was born. Um, I think I watched this probably around the same time that I saw the jungle book for the first time. There was something alfalfa was, was my, was pretty big crush that I had. I was very embarrassed about this one. I, I knew at my young age of, you know, five or six that this was something I should be embarrassed about. Um, but I think it was also like, he has a relationship with Darla. And I think that this, like this, these like kids being romantic, like made me be like, Ooh. <laughs> um, and so as a child, let me reiterate, um, <laughs> as a child, I felt like, Oh, wow. Um, so I really was crushing on alfalfa to the point where I felt like this was something I needed to confess to like my father, which is the person I confessed things to as a kid. And I told my dad, I was like, I remember I was in Sweden. I was like eight years old at this time. And I was, I was letting him know. I was like, Hey dad, like, I think I have a crush on alfalfa. <laughs> and he did not understand. I don't remember how he responded. And I think, and I felt really, really awkward about it. I think that he was, he was probably nice about it. I think he was like, it's, it's, you know, it's understandable for you know a girl your age to think a guy your age is cute and I was like I'm so proud of you and I was like does he remember <laughs> the part where like alfalfa's running around in his un underwear screaming at the sky he said something um and I quote it all the time he when some like something bad happens and he's like in his underwear and it starts raining and he looks at the sky and he goes and the sky opened up and God said I hate you alfalfa and every time it rains and I'm outside that's what I say to myself so this one's followed me a bit not that I'm interested at all in alfalfa but just you know um <laughs> just the feelings he felt <laughs> I've I felt mean, those feelings isn't too. That, isn't that what a what an what a first sexual awakening is? When the it's sky like, opens up and God says, <laughs> "I hate you." <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was that one was pretty intense because the whole thing is about his love for Darla and their um, and they kiss too. They don't kiss in the Jungle Book. They kiss in the Little Rascals. Naughty, wow. naughty kids. I know. Bad. I know. Hmm. Uh. Do you so have those one, are my yeah. So when, when those are my first two, but when what when was yours, Michael? Um, so I've got I've got a couple for you. Oh. None none that I feel particularly ashamed of, which is less fun. Actually, no. Okay, so actually one of them is funny because I don't feel at least mine were humans. Yeah, I don't feel ashamed about this one now, but I felt ashamed about it at the time, which is funnier. Um, <laughs> that is very funny <laughs> yeah. to think that like you would happen. We're like, 
I shouldn't feel this. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, that's completely merited. Like, like, (laughs) and and talking about this conversation that we were going to have, Austin and I talked about how Lola Bunny was that for a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And that's the kind of thing where like, you know, maybe even then when you saw that as a kid, you're like, I shouldn't feel this way. But looking back on it, you're like, no, I was set up. (laughs) I was set up for that one. A hundred percent. So, I've got I've got a couple. Um, Always pulling up a list. I hear that typing. No, I've just I've got to find the the actual names of of characters just that to make sure I'm right. Stick with you. Yeah, right. Like literally just <laughs> just the plot. So, um, first one that I that I truly remember. Um is a cartoon character. But it's just I'm not even mad about it. It's uh, If it's the one that I'm looking up right now, I'm going to scream. What what are you looking up right now? Kida from the she's the princess of Atlantis in the Atlantis the Lost Empire. Not the first. The third on the list. <laughs> absolutely you got it. <laughs> Okay, so she's um, on there because that is like, absolutely another one for me. Yeah, 100% Princess Kita. You kidding me? No, yeah. um, only because I didn't see that movie until later. Um, but before I saw Atlantis, and let me tell you. I think you, that movie invented bisexuality. I think that movie in, invented me at this point. It's the only movie I watched <laughs> for like three years of my Speaking life. Speaking of bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. It's not the only bisexual character on this list, if you can believe that. <laughs> um, anyway, number one, a cartoon for sure. Don't feel bad about it. She's a human. It's Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Again, set up for that one. As a kid, I was like, I don't understand the feelings that I'm feeling. I just think the fact that this movie has cartoons and real people in it is cool. But absolutely Jessica Rabbit counts. 100%. 100%. All right. <laughs> Next one that is funnier <laughs> is Duchess from the Aristocats. Oh, boy. I got to look oh, this up. No. Hold on. That's more I'm... of an animal than his. <laughs> At least it's the, the adult cat, I guess. It's, it's, oh, boy. It's the adult cat, for sure. <laughs> Just a very graceful main character of a cat. <laughs> what did you... Was this like a mommy thing? Oh, like... God. <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> she is very classy. Oh, uh, yeah. She's I, just I a mean, very I can't say shit. Classy lady. <laughs> yeah, Latias, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't um, say shit. I actually crushed on a poke. I mean, I do remember by the end of that <laughs> oh, movie. I do remember by the end of that movie when it's revealed that Bianca is Latias being like. Uh, ah, whatever doesn't matter <laughs> like, i remember having the the dilemma in my head of being like ah, but then i was like i'm I just sure feel, so I feel many, many other little boys had that same realization i've i who knows they 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 um baited you with that one oh, yeah, yeah it was a bait for sure so what is Duchess, it about Duchess? however yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i can't I can't, I can't let I you get off scot-free on that one I yet. I don't think that that, I mean, I think that the Bianca situation, I think Jessica Rabbit, obviously, Lola Bunny, all of those, acceptable. Duchess was like, <laughs> listen, like a, like a maternal figure. <laughs> but, but she's, she's got a romantic relationship with the Tomcat. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I think I really enjoyed their dynamic. So I think it was probably more of like a, I ship this thing. Yeah. That's exactly how okay. mine was with Mowgli and with, um, with Alfalfa. And, and then Bianca like, and Ash. She, she, plays, <laughs> she plays the whole movie so coyly, you know, <laughs> as though she's not about it. Oh my gosh. I wish I remembered more about this movie. Um, I think, well, I think that what we're learning here is that like they shouldn't show relationships to children because no matter how young we are, (laughs) 
That's, no matter how it long, young we are, on. we we will get a boner for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me not to. I can't. I can't help it. I know what Austin's watching as soon as we turn this podcast. It's got to be Dutch. The I'm gonna I'm gonna search on YouTube Duchess best scenes. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> Here's the thing: it's not going to make anything make any more sense. And no, I know. It's so, gonna just—it's just going to add to it. So next on the lineup, which this is really funny, because this is the one that, as a kid, I felt weird about. <laughs> this is. Oh, the, it wasn't touching. It wasn't, it wasn't touching. <laughs> oh my God. It wasn't Duchess. Michael went from having none to <laughs> having the best of all of them. <laughs> Michael didn't feel weird about Duchess. Yeah, no, Duchess is completely unquestionable in my mind. Totally fine. Whatever. <laughs> no, this um, is great. This is exactly what I, the kind of stuff I was hoping for. So my favorite part about this one was at the time I was like, I feel weird. This person is a person, yes, but like also an alien? Don't know. Ooh. Don't know how to feel about that. I don't think I like this, right? Like, those were my thoughts there. Looking back on it, I feel no shame what's whatsoever. Okay, before you reveal, given the info that we have, can we have a little bit more so that we can maybe guess it? I mean, I can tell you the year that this movie came out. You said she's kind of a human, kind of an alien? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did oh, he boy. say she? I did say she. Okay. Okay, yeah. How 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 old is this thing? Two thousand two. Ooh. Is it Pokemon Forever? <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael's like it was Latios for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was Selby. <laughs> it was the voice of the forest. I just like the way she commanded those trees. <laughs> okay, I honestly I, I have no answer, and I'm probably gonna feel stupid now. But hit me. <laughs> Sorry, just thought of another one. Man, they're really flooding back now. Um, <laughs> He's had so many. These, I'm I mean, so at this excited. Point, these are just funny takes. Mystique from X2. Oh, oh, hell that's a good yeah. one. That, that does. I mean, that's not weird at all. No, no. But, but as a kid, I was like, blue. Weird. Yeah, but also as a kid. That's that's a, that's just as much a setup as Lola Bunny is. Totally. I mean, I also I had a crush on every female character with black hair. Every single one. Name one. Name one. I mean, Angelina every Julie. single one of them. Ash. Is she a character? Did you say Ash? Yeah. I guess Ash is played by a girl. Lazias. <laughs> There was this one specific one. You guys remember um, Duck Dodgers? Yeah. Oh, that's he had very a girl. Familiar. He had a girlfriend, and she had black hair and green eyes. And I, I was fascinated. Let me tell you. I think that was also a situation of like a romantic relationship playing out in front of me, but like with a duck, I guess. Um, <laughs> ah. But whew, there was something about her. I googled Duck Dodger's girlfriend, and it's a picture of Daffy Duck. <laughs> so I was very let me see, confused let me see if I can for find like her. a second. You guys keep you guys keep going. So um, yeah, Mystique it, not a weird one. Why is why was Duchess normal for you, but not Mystique, an actual woman? I think I just kind of glossed past the whole Duchess thing. Here's another funny one, and I'm gonna send a picture for it because it's so much funnier with a picture. Okay. Oh my God, Michael! What? He's making it up now. He has to be. This is so relevant in my life, and I don't even want to like. This is this is the one and only Candy Kong from Donkey Kong sixty four. Oh my good lord, dude! Literally, I just finished. I like watching. I just finished watching uh, one or two episodes from the old Donkey Kong Country TV show from the late 90s, uh, and which I've seen a couple times now, but they're hilarious. I found her. I found her. I found her. Okay. I'm going to send okay, her to show you. Me. Oh, no freaking wonder. Look but at Candy her. Candy okay, is one so one disgusting in that show. Like the, way she's anim- like the way she's animated is like, it is so, it's like, it's like they had 
uh, it's like they had an hour to animate the entire episode, and they were they had to give each character like one trait, and so it was like Donkey Kong, big, kind of dumb, and then uh, for Candy, it was it just up. like aggressively sexual. Just that's her thing. That's her thing, and <laughs> that's her, her thing. <laughs> Uh, I guess I made up the green eyes, but look at her. She gives Megan Fox cartoon vibes. Also, we were all into Shiko, right? Oh, we of were course. all into Shika. Every oh, single also one of Shiko. Yeah. Lee. Um, I didn't watch I didn't watch Avatar until later than like I well, I guess we were still kids in like two thousand five. Uh for me it was actually Katara. Ooh, yeah. For sure. The Katara Aang relationship is. I'm gonna send one more picture of her. There she is scolding Daffy. <laughs> What's her name? I really don't know. Let me. I guess I should find out for our viewership, huh? Yeah, I just. Want, um, <laughs> I, I want our. Uh, uh, her name is Spy. <laughs> Spy was uh, given no name and appeared in episode <laughs> one of season one. God. Wow, the the most short-lived character in history. <laughs> I mean. Uh. Look at her go. Let's see when she finishes being on the show. Also, I, I didn't have um, Cartoon Network as a kid, but I'm assuming that if you did, uh, Girl from Teen Titans was absolutely on the list. Oh, Starfire? Dude. Oh, maybe she's not Daffy's girlfriend. Um, she does kiss someone at the end, though. That's See, that's what I recall. That's a classic recipe for a sexual awakening. It's just yeah. a, a kid watching a cartoon person kiss. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes, they, man. The kids just hey, need to see relationships. I think that we've solved it. I think it's just, have. did they kiss? If they did, you have a crush on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably it. Like Mowgli or Duchess, equally fine. <laughs> equally fine takes. <laughs> equally fine, equally understandable. Gosh, she's kosher. so beautiful. Um, <laughs> This has nothing to do with sexual awakening at all. But you made me think of this uh, when you said that we didn't have Cartoon Network for a while. Uh, Esther today uh, referred to someone in like a TikTok that I was showing her. And she was like, oh, my God, he looks like he looks like that guy from Reba. (laughs) And I was like, what? Like the show of Reba? Reba? And she was she was like, what? Yes. Is that weird? And I was like, Esther, no one has ever watched that. I'm, I'm convinced that show didn't air. And she was like, that show no, it was one of the two the nuclear sh- launch codes. <laughs> yeah. She said, no, it was one of the two shows I watched growing up that and the Jackie Chan cartoon. Cause those were the only two channels that we had until I was fully an adult and married. <laughs> she watched the Jackie Chan cartoon. <laughs> yes. Which is so much more understandable, but she, she was like, wait, is it weird that, that I watched Reba? I am not exaggerating at all. I was crying, laughing at just the thought of like Esther and her family around this tiny little shitty TV, just like loving some Reba on, on the weeknights. I thought that was hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> and then we were trying to find uh, whoever what she was talking about from the show. And I typed in Reba IMDB. And uh, I, I genuinely think that's the first time that has ever been searched on Google. <laughs> I don't think ever, anyone's ever typed that before ever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you said Starfire though, uh, from Teen Titans. Absolutely, dude. Eve. Okay, I watched that show again about three years ago, all the way through. Um, and even still, it holds up to why that was a sexual awakening as a child. So, like, like you're just you're you're into girls with like reddish brown hair and green eyes. It's not even, I mean, it sucks how, it sucks how that's two out of my, maybe three I've listed. <laughs> no wonder. I have never received more male affirmation than when I had that red hair. Damn. Here's the thing, though. If I were to look at all of my, all of my, like, uh, sexual awakenings that we've listed so far, I think Kida is the one that I would say is the hottest. Oh, totally. Have you guys seen, um, didn't Doja Cat dress up as Kida today? I'm, I, I literally can't look at that. I, I wouldn't. I'm, wait, I, I'm, wait, I'm married, wait. and that would be a problem. <laughs> I would, I would have feelings for Doja Cat. She looks fantastic. She killed it. Did she actually I bet do she it? did. Yeah, she did. She did an amazing job. <sighs> I have to look at it. I mean, yeah, well done. Mia, yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, she freaking killed it, right? 
Yeah. I've seen like multiple men on the internet be like, I'm gay, but whatever Doja Cat's doing, <laughs> she's got to keep doing it. <laughs> she's uh, awakening the lost city of Atlantis and turning into a crystal. I thought you were, were going to say she's awakening the gays. <laughs> That's for sure what I thought you were going to say. I'm just going to add one, just going to add one to the chat so we can keep, we can keep it alive. <laughs> Uh, my eyes were so that? wide when you started talking. <laughs> she's, she's teaching people how to fly on stone lobsters. That's what she's doing. <laughs> so much better than what I said. So much better than what you said. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I could not say it, though. It was too good. So, so here's the thing. <laughs> How do, how do we get to King Kong from here? <laughs> yeah, okay. It it absolutely, I think to close it out, I think we absolutely need to, the, to give the premise for what even brought this up, which was that me and Michael were talking the other night while playing video games, and uh, Michael said something to the effect of Anna Claire finding something really hot in a King Kong movie. And I... Oh, but it I, wasn't even a movie. I tuned out wait, everything no, else wait, you wait. said. It wasn't even a movie? Okay. It was the King Kong ride at Universal oh Studios Islands of Adventure. <laughs> now, hold on. Things we need to know going into yeah. this. What kind of ride is this? Is this a simulator ride? Partially. So when you saw this. It was the simulator part, not the animatronic part. Okay, Good. Is it one? Of, is it one of those? There is rides a really cool animatronic at the end, though. Does it bounce you? Oh, I was a bounced lot? around. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, but here's so in my defense. So what happened was it was a totally normal ride for me. I was having a totally normal experience. Then all of a sudden, Kong, in his you know anthropomorphic glory, rips open the dinosaur from inside his mouth. And there's something about watching a really strong something rip something open from the inside that just awakened something in me. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's too reprehensible. No, um, I see where you're coming from. The, in, the immediate sort of solution that I had to that, which is I'm so baffled that that's where my brain went, which uh, basically was that all I know is that what you want to happen now is for Michael to get on the magic school bus and to uh, Miss Frizzle his way into your throat and then go big again. <laughs> we could say my you. throat. Um, but, <laughs> um, but no, I think it was... Um, I, Michael very astutely said that it's just basically a, like, gorilla version of the log splitting scene. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and he just sent that gif. Yeah, it's the, that. The Chris like, Evans splitting yeah. the logs, like just yeah, with his but it's it's that bare god but it's, hands. Yeah, it's that, but it's the inside of a dinosaur's mouth. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the thing. When asked about it, your response wasn't, "Oh yeah, it's kind of hot that this happened." Your response was, "Kong's kind of hot, though." <laughs> that was wait, for the wait, that wait. was for the lols. <laughs> That I did, was I just because choked. I just took a sip of water and choked. My actual response was Kong could get it is what I told my friends. <laughs> oh, no. um, but I, but that was for the lulls. That was because I knew it would make people laugh. Do you think Kong, do you think, okay, now here's, here's, here's the I think question, what the million dollar question. Does Kong already get it? Do you, is Kong out there just absolutely fucking up a storm? I've never seen a Kong movie. I didn't really understand what he's about after the ride. It seemed like he was here to protect us. I'm not completely sure. If so, really I'm sure he is. Knows. <laughs> I feel like whenever he's around, he's just beating shit up, and then he finds one woman and falls in love with her, which tells me he probably fucks. <laughs> he's I a, mean, he's, he's a one woman. He knows gorilla. what he's doing. <laughs> he's a one woman primate, just like the rest of us. <laughs> oh. 
we all, I mean, we really do need to model ourselves after Kong a little bit more as a culture. Just a little bit more. He's got a I agree. penis just like the rest of us. <laughs> I really don't. I didn't hear what you said, Michael. <laughs> it's probably the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't let a future exist where Anna Claire doesn't know that you said that Kong has a spined penis like the rest of us. I don't think that he does. I think that that's a cat thing. Oh no, it's a gorilla thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Wait, I didn't. So cats have spined dicks. Yeah, did you not know that? No, I did not know that. There's actually a lot of spined dicks out there. Man, what would that even be like? I don't know. I feel like that Yet. would suck. Would it not? Um, Probably. I mean, depends. <sighs> it kind of sucks just having like a normal dick. Uh, I don't want a literal bone down there. Well, anyway, I encourage everyone to look up Kong um, breaking open a dinosaur from the inside of its mouth. Yeah, um, go watch a YouTube video. Another girl somewhere. that I was, yeah, another girl that I was on the ride with also liked that part, and I was really excited because I was like, "Oh, you thought that was hot too?" She's like, "No, I just thought it was cool, like a normal fucking person." Oh, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that sucks. Okay. Yikes! Cool. You, that's so un- that's so unfair that you got kink shamed at a theme park. <laughs> kink shamed! Exclamation point at the theme park. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. She's the same. It was the same girl who agreed with everything I said about Geralt. So I felt a little betrayed. Yeah. No, I mean, I would definitely see that as quite a betrayal. I think that at the end of the day, it's just like, it's not the monster, but the, but the monster's action, you know? It's what it represents. Indeed. Well, I think that's a good one. I am. I, I think that we can go ahead and close out here. We can wrap things up. Um, that's our sexual awakenings. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the topic started off as to what is our most unwelcome, and then it just was like, "What's all the shit we found hot pre ten years old?" <laughs> I mean, this was this happened literally last week. So <laughs> actually, this happened less than a week ago. This happened last Friday. That's really really powerful. <laughs> I gotta say, all of all. I gotta say, I need to watch Pokemon Forever again and see if it still holds up in the same way. Michael needs to watch the Aristocats, I guess. That could be (laughs) some fun foreplay. I feel like I need to watch that with Michael. I've got, I've got no plans on Saturday. (laughs) I'll be there. Aristocats will find its way into the rotation. Oh no. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening to whatever this podcast is going to be called. Um, We'll figure it out. Um, or we won't who honestly, who really knows? Maybe we never figure it out. Um, and then one day when we have trillions and trillions of listeners among the multiple planets that are inhabited by Elon Musk's robot babies, uh, and we make merch, uh, it'll just be all blank because we still by then by episode 2 million, we will have never figured out a name. So thank you for listening. And, um, we'll be back at some point. Who knows? Yep. See ya. Yep. Man, that was a very lackluster goodbye, huh? <laughs> you just you just said yep. That's all you. I'm feeling a little existential right now. All you did was say yep.